In today's episode, I speak with Brandy Covington, co-founder of Cooking with Corey. She's a small business owner and a food pronier, and she shares with us the challenges she faced during the massive lockdown in New York City, what motivates her, and how she was able to serve healthcare workers during this lockdown. Brandy is supported by The Entrepreneur Space, a food and business incubator in Long Island City, New York. The Entrepreneur Space managed to work and help keep foodpreneurs up and running by working with the Queensborough President's Office to fuel the front lines, a joint initiative to feed hospital workers in the hardest hit areas such as Queens, New York. Brandy is also supported by Saver, a marketplace and a mobile app platform that connects local chefs and food communities directly to consumers. Hello and welcome to Heroes of New York, a podcast about everyday heroes who have refused to let the pandemic stop them from serving others. In every episode, I will introduce to you someone who has risen above the odds to uplift people around them. I'm your host, Anu Senan. Welcome, Brandy, to our show, Heroes of New York. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. What got you into catering and cooking? So originally, I started out working with after-school programs. I have a passion for working with children. I moved over into the DOE. The DOE is kind of a different template than after-school, so I decided to do something else. I was making cupcakes on the side, and I ran into an email from NYCHA, which is New York City Housing Authority, where they were offering a program to help people kickstart catering businesses. And when was this? This was about three years ago, actually. So I joined that, originally started out making cupcakes. And once I graduated and I started to look for jobs in the food industry, I found that more people wanted food, like full menus rather than just desserts. And so from there, Cooking with Corey blossomed. We reached out to a couple of people trying to find work. Eventually, we got a contract with a performing arts school in um, Manhattan. And we started making meals for that school, breakfast, dinner, and lunch, about 3,000 meals a week for the school. And then we grew as far as getting outside work for catering. We were doing very well before COVID hit. Your business is called Cooking with Corey. Who's Corey? Corey is actually my fiancé. Actually, our wedding was canceled due to COVID, too. Oh, no. Yes. I'm sorry. May 30th, we would have been officially married, but he still remains my fiancé for the moment. And he is actually the head cook. And he was already a professional chef when we met. And so I just brought him along on the venture, and we got cooking with Corey from that. Wow, that's beautiful. Yes, I'm sorry to hear that you had to put off your wedding, but maybe it's for the best. Right. With all the things that people are going through and things that people are losing out on, the fact that I can postpone to me is still a blessing. There's a lot of things happening to people that they can't postpone. They won't have a second chance. So I'm taking it all in stride. Yes. And I heard you are also a Pathways winner. Can you elaborate more on that? So the program I was telling you about that I joined with NYCHA which is the Pathways program where they help you jumpstart a business if you work with food. So one of the incentives for the program is if you go to all the classes and you make your business plan and you fulfill everything that they're asked of you, they will also give you free time in the kitchen, which is they pay for it for about up to two months and you make as much business 
as you possibly can. And then you use that free time in the kitchen to prepare for your events. And it just so happened that we got the contract with the school right out of the Pathways program. So the free time that I won through the program, I actually used to prepare the meals for the school. So that was a great kickstart for us because we were able to take in the money that we were receiving and build our team up to about 25 staff. We have delivery people, we have cashiers that work over at the school. So it was just a wonderful benefit being part of the Pathways program. Mm-hmm. So how has COVID impacted your business? Originally, we had about 28 to 30 days worth of work on our calendars. And now we're going in maybe two to three times a month to work. Because we have so many things, we have the school and then we have the private people. Then we have some work with the Department of Education. So there's so many things on our calendar because we're working in so many different ways. You know, I can't name each one, but I know that when I looked at my calendar before, it was a full month. When I look at it now, there's about two or three things written on it every month. So we have lost more than half of the work that we were receiving before COVID. And you have had to let go of your staff? Yes, we've had to let go of our staff. Anything that we do now, we have to limit it to myself and Corey to cook the meals and also deliver the meals. And depending on if the order is a decent size, we can get one or two more of our staff. But all the people who were going to the school and performing cashier work and going out to some of the gigs to serve the food for the events that we had that required people on site to serve the food, we're not getting any of that. So we're not having any of our workers for that either. So we've gone down from 25 to about four that are still in rotation. I see. So how are you keeping yourself afloat now? So we have been working with the Queensboro President's Office. So that's one of the ways they have been receiving money to help small businesses. And with that money, they give it to the small businesses. We prepare meals and then we deliver them to the hospital. So it's kind of like a one hand washes the other type of thing. And then also we've been working with private fundraisers, people who are just taking on the challenge and want to do something and they're out there raising funds and then they're reaching out to businesses like ours to prepare meals and serve it to the hospitals as well. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because this podcast is all about people who are rising to the challenge of helping others during the crisis. And so many people are. Yes. We're just grateful enough that the time that we were working, that people remember the work that we do and they're looking to access to step in and help them with that mission Mm -hmm. while they're also helping us, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the Queensboro office. Can you tell us a little bit more about the work that you do with them, like the kind of clients you're serving? So these are hospitals in Queens. And so they're the nurses, the doctors, the anesthesiologists. We've gone to many departments in different hospitals to serve the meals. So they're individually prepared meals. And they're going out by the hundreds each time we get an order to help these people eat because they're working around the clock and they're not having time to stop for lunch or they don't have time to run out and to try to find something to eat. And so we've been providing those meals on a healthy status. How many hospitals have you served till now? Up till now, I'd say at least we've served at least 20 hospitals uh-huh. and about over 2,500 meals. Wow. Okay. 
So you've been serving meals to hospitals and healthcare workers, but you're also only working two to three days a month. Right. The Queensborough President's Office and the private fundraisers right now are the only work that we really see. We have mm-hmm. a, a lot of our private customers that order food offline. We had a few of those customers, but they have faded out since. You know, people are running out of money. Mm-hmm. At first, people may have a nest egg and they may feel a little bit comfortable spending money because they think that it'll pass soon. But now this is going on for months. So even those people can't afford to continue to do that. Yes. You are also in a supply chain. You're buying your raw materials from suppliers, wholesalers. How is this impacting them? Do you get to hear their side of the story? So we don't get to hear it, but we get to see it because shopping is so much different now. Some things that we knew we can get on a regular basis, we can promise on our menu on a weekly basis are now things that you can't find anymore. A lot of the vegetables, a lot of bread, eggs and things like that. A lot of that stuff is not on the shelves any longer. And so that impacts what we can actually make and offer to people as well. Mm -hmm. I hear that flour is almost hard to find in stores these days. Indeed, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. It is hard to find flour. All those basic essentials like milk, bread, eggs, flour, all the things that are kind of like always in your pantry. Those are the things that we're seeing that we're having a harder time finding. Right. So you said you also work with a private contractor. Can you tell us a little bit more about the work you do with them? So Poonam is a business woman who started and kind of like Uber Eats, but for personal chefs. So, you know, Uber Eats is kind of geared towards brick and motors where we share a commercial kitchen. So you can go on Saver, which is Poonam's app, and you can order meals directly from the chefs. And we still make those meals in our commercial kitchens and then we get them out to the people who order them. So that's how I met Punam. She asked the kitchen if anyone in the kitchen would be interested in working with her on something like that. I was one of the people that signed up and me and Punam have been working closely since then. And then when COVID hit, she went into action to try to raise funds to get food out to the hospitals. And being that we already had that relationship, we were one of those people that she called on when she raised the funds to supply the hospitals. Interesting. So how many hospitals have you reached out through Poonam? So of the 25, I would say about half of them have come from working with Poonam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Also, are you doing anything on the side now that you have more time on your hands? Yeah. So we, on our Instagram, we've been offering free cooking classes who follow us on Mondays. We give a list of ingredients to get on Wednesday. And then on Monday, we go live on the Instagram and we cook along with those people who want to cook with us. We're finding that a lot of people are home and they're not ordering out because they can't afford it. Some people are just scared to go outside of their homes. They don't want to leave home. So for these people who have been working hard, they're not used to being in the kitchen. So they don't really know how to cook and they don't really know how to make simple, healthy meals. And so we try to provide that to those people. Interesting. Yeah. It's definitely not easy to keep a business going in this crisis and you're doing that. What drives you? What keeps you going every morning? One of the things that me and Corey love about food is is that it's a universal way to bring people together. And so 
if you check our Instagram, we have an actual show called Cooking with Corey, and it's geared to inviting people into our kitchen and sharing recipes with them or them sharing recipes with us. At the end of the episodes, we sit, we eat together, we talk about life, we talk about what's going on. There's just something about food and people that is going to always be a glue. Even during a pandemic, you know, food is at the top of the list of something that people need and want to still enjoy. And so it's just that idea of bringing food and people together in fun and exciting ways. And that's why we love it so much. And that's why we want to continue to share with the people, even if they can't pay at the moment, you know, just trying to give back and do what we can in this time of crisis. Absolutely. It's all about what we can give back at this time. And that doesn't cost us tons of money. We buy the groceries that we're going to make the food with. And then, you know, the people watch, they don't have to pay anything. So, you know, whatever you can, you just have to be creative. You know, Mm -hmm. you can put beyond money to give back to people during a time like this. And we know food and that's the way we choose to give back. Mm -hmm. How can our listeners reach out to you in case they want to order from you? Our website is www.cooking, with W-I-T-H, Corey, C-O-R-E-Y dot com, cookingwithcory.com. And they can check us out on Instagram, cooking underscore with underscore Corey. And we also have Facebook and it's cooking with Corey NY. What's your hope for the future, Brandy? To get back to work, to be able to bring back everyone that all of our staff, because we have a lot of young people working with us and they were going to college. This was helping them put money in their own pockets, not having to depend on mom and dad. So we just miss our crew. We miss making food. We miss being creative with food. We miss feeding people. So my hope is just really for everyone to get back to work and being able to come together again and enjoy a good meal. Wow. I truly hope that day is near when we overcome this and get to do all that you just mentioned. That's beautiful. Sharing food is one of the easiest and fastest way to spread love and build a community. You can transcend boundaries and cultures. And that's the best part, the cultural part of it. No matter where you go, no matter what country you go to, no matter what group of people you visit, one thing that you will find is that at some point, in some way, they come together to sit down to share a meal. And that's universal. And it it doesn't know any shade of color or creed or sex or anything like that. So that's the wonderful thing about it. And that's why we love it so much. Absolutely. After this conversation, I spoke with Poonam, the co-founder and CEO of Saver the platform and app where you can order directly from chefs such as Brandy. Poonam is currently working on raising funds to feed healthcare workers and hospitals. And in the process, she's supporting the foodpreneurs such as Brandy by giving them the orders that she receives. Hi, Poonam. Welcome to our show. Hi, Anu. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. A lot of people are affected and I know you're doing a great job helping healthcare workers. This is June. We are in mid-June. Looking back over the past 10 to 12 weeks, Mm -hmm. how do you feel? What was your experience like? Oh, my God. It was like, you know, a different kind of experience. We never expected. It's like a black swan kind of an event in the market. We never expected the market to suddenly take a plunge and people losing so many jobs and like, you know, such unemployment rate raising up. It's a complete mayhem here in New York and New Jersey. I'm sure you must have witnessed it as well. So it's pretty disheartening to see the entire city that's hustling and bustling 
to be completely dead for a good two to three months. So yeah, it was a sad scenario over here. Your company has been doing a lot of fundraising. Tell us more about it. So we started raising funds from mid of uh, April. We had a target of $10,000. We saw that a lot of people were hesitant to buy food from our local vendors. So basically what Saver does is connect local companies, local food companies and independent chefs to customers. And we saw a lot of our own vendors, small businesses struggle. And we wanted to come up with a way wherein we can also support the local business as well as help the frontline workers. We started a GoFundMe page. We were able to raise like around $10,350 and we were able to donate meals to 1,250 frontline workers in New York City and New Jersey. Wow, that's great. What prompted you to do this? Just looking at the stories of all the doctors and the nurses, the struggles of the small businesses, my co-founder, Dr. Sunita Tota, who also happens to be my aunt, she was saying, if we could help these people, it would be great through our business. So that is how we started this fun page. And how many local food vendors have you been able to help through this fundraising? Not many, because our target was not too much, because Saver is still a startup company. Not many people know about it. We just partnered up with 15 to 20 local vendors for this project, and we we just helped them. Mm -hmm. So I have spoken with Brandy from Cooking with Corey, and she was the person who shared your information. Yeah. So, you know, so this here's, here's a food vendor who's already out there working, mm-hmm. keeping her business afloat and also yeah. helping healthcare workers at the same time. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Their company was able to provide us very low priced meal boxes, which helped us reach out to a lot of frontline workers as well. I mean, the meal boxes that they usually sell for $9.50 and $10.50, they were selling it to us for $7.50 and $7. So that's a great price difference and which allowed us to reach a lot of frontline workers as well. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. So if you could just draw a picture of how this operation works when you've raised the funds, how do you then distribute it to these food vendors? In what proportion or how do you decide who gets to do what? How do you decide the catering and things like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, we already had spoken to all of vendors the 15 to like good 18 vendors that we had in our company, we spoke to them and we told them that this is what we are trying to do. Would you be able to reduce the price? And everyone were like, you know, even though their business were not generating enough revenue, they came forward and they said like, you know, some of them were even providing us with $5.25 of meal boxes. And we partnered up with them. When it comes to reaching out to hospitals, like, you know, we partnered up with quite a few hospitals like Mount Sinai, Morningside, Brooklyn Methodist Hospital, Jamaica Hospital. And we also partnered up with one of the nonprofit organizations that support mentally and physically challenged individuals. That's called AHRC. It's in Shoreham, New York. So we were able to also support the caretakers over there who were taking care of the COVID-19 patients. Yeah, we we did a lot of networking. It was a lot of like, you know, reaching out and uh, time spent in networking and phone calls. And then we had to decide which hospitals to like, you know, focus and send the meal boxes to. It was one of the difficult decisions to make because we were getting numerous emails for us to help them. Deciding whom to help and whom to leave out was one of the difficult decisions we had to make. So you've been working very closely with these small business owners. What were the challenges that they were facing during this time? During this time, the challenges that they were facing is A, to decide as to what to provide in that price point. 
be the delivery because a lot of people were scared to even go to these uh, hospitals you know for the exposure that they may get so we used to end up doing the deliveries most of it ourselves some of the vendors they did it they also did the deliveries but we had to step in and take care of that so yeah i mean deciding and all the stores some of the stores were closed they were not getting it at the wholesale price that they usually do so that was some of the challenges that they were facing and you know the chefs they could not afford to pay the entire team they had to cut short the employees as well so a lot of difficulties they were not getting enough revenues in their business and besides that they were helping blessed to have such strong vendors in our team absolutely now that the city is opening up slowly yeah. what are your plans and targets well to reach out to these hospitals again to see if you know we can help them more to form some sort of business partnerships with them so that our local vendors can get direct access to these hospitals that we have formed relationships with over the past 2-3 months the people would still be hesitant and scared to buy from local vendors i think that's not going to change for the next few months to slowly start like you know advertising and marketing and making sure that they understand that we are giving 100% importance to hygiene and sanitation when it comes to preparing the food and yeah bring sending out the message and helping as many people as we can along the way absolutely also can our listeners reach out to your platform for their own if they want to order food sure our application is available both on iOS and Android it's called saver s a a v o r and if they want to take a look at what we are doing they can look us up at our instagram page which is saver now s a a v o r n o w and do you operate in all parts of the city no we are in central new jersey and in manhattan at the moment okay got it this was great thank you so much for sharing your story and how you are helping frontline workers and small business owners this is really important thank you so much punam it's a pleasure to be here thank you so much for having me thanks for joining us this week on heroes of new york make sure to visit our website anusainan.com where you can subscribe to the show in itunes so you'll never miss a show you can also follow us on social media at the heroes of new york facebook page if you love the show please leave a rating on itunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes if you like the show you might want to check out our other episodes thanks for listening and see you next week